0: habakkuk like accuses god a little bit here of like actually like allowing these things to happen so it's not at all like a he's not being respectful necessarily like he is for sure like respecting who god is but Mm -hmm. one i want to talk about that and also that the type of evil that's happening in the land right so it's not just like this crazy nation is going to come kill them but it's also corruption within their own nation so it's like yeah other nations are bad and they're coming but also we're
1: bad What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church Podcast. My name is Ethan. And my name is Dari. And guys, check us out on all the social medias, mostly TikTok. That's where we post the most. So if you want to engage um, with us, comment. Um, if you're a Jehovah Witness, you want to come on the show. That was a most recent post. We're trying to get people mm-hmm. who are Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses to come on our show and discuss with us some of those disagreements. Um, Yo, Christian disagreements. Science would be fun to have on. Christian Science? No one hears yeah. about Christian Science anymore. There's a church here in Honolulu. There is a church
0: here. We can invite someone on.
1: Yeah. I- I've read a little you, bit about that. You keep talking. I'm, I'm researching yeah. it. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, so we are on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, TikTok, Instagram. um although we don't post too much on Instagram. So find us on TikTok. Um, but today we are talking about the problem of evil and specifically through the lens of the minor prophet Habakkuk. If you guys are not aware, Habakkuk is the way to pronounce it, not Habakkuk, because there's two Ks. Excuse me. There's two Ks. Habakkuk. So end of the the... Uh, disagreement or debate there. Um, but yeah, we're going to be looking at Habakkuk and seeing what he has to say about the problem of evil. This is not something I've ever heard taught in The first in a episode we
0: ever did. What? The first episode we ever did. The was problem pro- of
1: evil. Problem of evil. Wow. And it's the last episode. <laughs> we're ever going to do. Because <laughs> Christ we, is, Christ now is now returning we, next week. Now we can't. We just did it a complete circle back to problem problem of evil. So Yep. This is the end. I didn't know that. So this is, is going to record for 12 Christ hours. Christ revealed
0: to me earlier today <laughs> that uh, he's coming back next week in your I mean, holy spirit we won't class? have to record another podcast
1: in your holy spirit class in my holy
0: spirit class yeah that's what he
1: did I just imagine like a charismatic church holy spirit class is just praying
0: mm-hmm. also just so everyone knows after this semester i will officially have a degree in theology which means you have to respect me <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna need to see more likes and more subscribes and more comments and you have to agree with everything I say because I went to school.
1: We will have an expert on the show.
0: Every week. Every week. And every time Ethan disagrees with anything I say, he's wrong. We'll have the I expert and dairy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. YouTube University. Habakkuk. Um. Yeah. But Habakkuk is super interesting because it's a minor prophet. But no one reads those. Yeah. They're
0: freaking lit. But honestly, guys, just a real quick review on some minor prophets. Major profits overrated now. God don't listen for a second overrated because this is our expert <laughs> because they take a lot of study and they're really long. This is what
1: college does to you. It makes you think the Bible books are underrated. No, I, don't have overrated. A I don't have a degree. Yet. I'm not
0: authority. I can say whatever I want right now. <laughs> so um, they're really long. They're awesome, but they take a lot of study. You can get pretty much the same message.
1: No. Pretty
0: much the same as (laughs) message In a minor prophet But it's like three chapters There's no hack And you just gotta look up the historical context And it makes sense Oh my gosh It's way easier Terrible I don't know why no one reads them Mostly I think because they're confusing
1: I think what happens At least this happens to me Is I'll start reading the Bible from Genesis I'll make it to the major prophets And that's where I slow down And end up not ever finishing Oh really? Because they're just hard to get through sometimes and but once you make it through you're like oh cool like I'm right now in my reading in Haggai so I got like a couple books left till the New Testament oh
0: cool unless you really know what the like political nation of Israel is doing and going through currently yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) currently (laughs) unless you understand that you're really not gonna enjoy reading most of the minor prophets because they're mostly the same yeah like it's Israel or someone around Israel is not having a great time someone's being oppressed people don't like that god's not doing anything people are shouting for god to do things god's like guys i'm gonna do something I'm gonna do and something. then later on he does
1: yeah and that's basically what habakkuk is like it's actually like the only prophet and minor prophet to not be addressing a people group you know every other prophet is like hey you guys have got to stop sinning and repent and there's none of that in Habakkuk. It's actually a conversation between God and Habakkuk. Wait, what do you about, mean they're not
0: uh, addressing a people group?
1: Like, Habakkuk does not say, like, he is not sent by God to deliver any message to any people group. It's just a conversation. Okay. That's what Bible Project says. Hmm. So.
0: I learned that it was it, for it, Judah in general.
1: Well, yeah, it's for them, but it's not to anyone. Like, you know, in any other prophet, like, um, woe to you, inhabitants of the seacoast, you nations of the Cherithites in Zephaniah. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. it like, any
0: specific people groups that he's going right. to destroy or something.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay, I I understand. Yeah. So it's a conversation between Habakkuk and God about, basically, Habakkuk is an Israelite and he's in the southern kingdom and everything bad is happening. They're about to be taken over. And he's like... God, are you gonna help me? Where are you? Are you gonna help mm. us? Why is everything happening? And and God has some interesting answers. But um, before we get into all that, we wanted to read the first four verses mm. One well, other two thing, through four.
0: One thing I want to point out is a uh, difference between this one and the other minor prophets. Most minor prophets are categorized by uh, having divine like woe articles mm. or oracles. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, which are just like God or a prophet being like really bad stuff's going to happen, right? Yeah, And there are five of those in this book, right. but it is mostly a conversation, which is really strange. Like Habakkuk and Jonah are very abnormal when it comes to the Minor Prophets because they just take a much different uh literary style than the rest right. of them. So even though this one does have woe articles in it, it is really weird because it's just a conversation most of the time.
1: Yeah, and I can't tell if it's Yahweh saying the woes it or, usually is, yeah. I think it's Yahweh. Yeah. Well, usually it's like Yahweh through the prophet, but it doesn't seem like Habakkuk was not sent to say woe to all these. It seems like mm-hmm. maybe God is. Um, or maybe it's... If you read in uh, in the Bible, or if you have... Uh, a it's certain- probably, it's, I think chapter two in the woes is Habakkuk, because he ends with saying the Lord is holy. And so it doesn't... Se- I mean, the Lord could speak in third person, but... I gotta actually go to it now. I wasn't gonna read the Bible on this
0: episode, but now I have to. You're making me. Oh, no. oh Sorry, I
1: had to read the Bible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's Habakkuk at the beginning for the first war article to the Chaldeans. Um, Where? In... Uh, two. Chapter two. Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, Yeah, you're right. It's just a conversation before that, I guess. Yep. Okay, anyways. Anyways, here are the first couple verses to give you some context for how emotional Habakkuk's being. Ready? He says, oh, Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong destruction? Whoa. Bro, I was, I, I was, bro, I was. Sorry. Keep rude. Going. Keep going. gone. I was in the zone. I was <laughs> giving my lament and the Bible. Sierra app.
0: decided to read it with you. She's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I want to
1: join okay so he says why do you make me see iniquity and why do you look idly at wrong destruction and violence are before me strife and contention arise so the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth for the wicked surround the righteous so justice goes forth perverted Mm. so that's his first he's like god what is happening how come i'm praying to you you're not answering how come all these bad things are happening and you're not answering like how many times have you felt that way you know Mm. Or, or we felt that way you know this is a and, and this is not a unique problem. If you're thinking about it, this is all the way back in the Old Testament. Things were being asked.
0: I like my version better that I read about that, but I'm trying to find the verse right now. You have your it's, own version of the Bible. I have my own version that I translated all of it because I'm a scholar now. The passion. It's, it's just the passion. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. It's about the, the different word, not the paralyzed word for the law. Um, it's a, Are you? Reading it just them? says the law is ineffective. Instead, of the mm-hmm. law is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Well, ESP, it's Such a so, sassy, uh, not sassy. it's Such like a like straight up line. He's like, God, like this main thing you gave us that you said like would make us like work, doesn't at all.
1: Well, he's saying it's not working because people are like, he's like, look, all this violence, all this evil's happening. What's going on with your law? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, yeah, he's saying like the law that you gave us isn't causing us to not be violent or be all these things. Right. Or it's like, yeah, people aren't following the law. So what? What good is this thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and what's really interesting is Yahweh's response. He says, look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if I told.
0: Mm.
1: And then he goes on and tells him, and then he gets mad. Like Habakkuk is like, what? That's your plan? Um, and so it's really interesting because he's like, hey, I know you're upset, I know you're mad, but this is you just don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, let's go from the beginning, from, from chapter one, because the conversation is really interesting between mm-hmm. God and Habakkuk, because you see his, like, first complaint, and he's like, how long? Like, the thing you just read, right? Like, all right. of those complaints, like, right. you're not doing anything. And then, I think the Lord answers in this book in two different ways uh, to vindicate himself. One, he uses, like, theodicy, which is, like, just a vindication of God um from like the evil that people are accusing him of. And then he uses theo- theophany as well, which is just like a display of God. I didn't Usu- go to college. I don't know what those mean. Usually through like power or okay. just like a display of God's power or, uh, his dominion over something. Right. To show that he's in control basically. Mm. But that's out. Cool. That's throughout the whole three chapters. Yeah. Um, I think it's so funny on the the second time, like the Lord responds to back like, after all of that. Uh, and he, he does use like a lot of like the Odyssey, theophany he's like, look at who I am. Like these people, uh, are terrible, but like, I'm gonna like come through. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Habakkuk responds again. He's like, yeah, but you don't sometimes. Right? Where's that? Just like the second time. So it's all in the first, yeah. the first chapter. Um, he's like, of course, yeah, you're the God from everlasting. And he like, like after God says like, this is who I am. He's like, yeah, that, that is who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the very end, he's like, he's a watchman. He's like. But i don't know where you are like you said we know your character but where are you right now right because like you say this is your character your law is not working and you say you're going to do these things but i don't see you and so i'll wait and watch for you basically
1: yeah which is a really i think a really important thing to take note of but before we get to that point in that first um response that god gives him he says look and be astounded for i'm doing a work in your days that you wouldn't believe right Mm -hmm. and then Later, he's and so the next verse he says, Behold, I'm raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation who marched through the breath of the earth, mm. right? And then he, when Yahweh stops, he ends by saying, Um, it, still talking about the Chaldeans, he says, They're guilty men whose might is their God. Mm. And so, Habakkuk, in context, you guys gotta like recognize, like, Israel's about to be taken over by a nation, and the Babylonians, so yeah, yeah, so. Habakkuk's like, God, where are you? Justice is perverted. Your law is not working. And we're going to be taken over. Mm-hmm. And Yahweh's like, don't worry. I'm raising up a worse nation. Yeah. and Literally. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, hey, I'm going to take care of the Babylonians with uh, the Chaldeans. And mm-hmm. the Chaldeans were like, like, all these descriptions that God gives about them are not good. And he even says, they're guilty men whose might is their God. Which is something we don't often think about is that God will use sinful people Who want to sin to accomplish his his goals and still hold them accountable like Mm -hmm. that's all through this the scriptures right with like pharaoh and we see it with um like a a couple different times yahweh's like look if you guys this nation's gonna sin i'm gonna raise them up but then i'm gonna punish them because they're already sinning it's just like if you're gonna be bad i'm gonna at least direct your badness
0: yeah absolutely before we go on to talk about the rest of the book two things i want to point out is one um habakkuk like accuses god a little bit here of like actually like allowing these things to happen so it's not at all like a he's not being respectful necessarily like he is for sure like respecting who god is but Mm -hmm. one i want to talk about that and also that the type of evil that's happening in the land right so it's not just like this crazy nation is going to come kill them but it's also corruption within their own nation. So it's like, yeah, other right. nations are bad and they're coming, right. but also we're bad and we're ba- we're we're terrible. Like the law is ineffective. Uh, so in chapter one verse fourteen, he says, "You make mankind like a fish of the sea, like crawl like the crawling things that have no ruler. He brings all of them up with a hook and he drags them out with his net. He gathers them in his dragnet, So he rejoices and is glad. Uh, and there he like he sacrifices them, makes offering. With yeah, the, the he net.
1: there is the is a. A corrupt ruler a right. bad person it says yeah. that he sacrifices to his nets so this mm-hmm. person's doing all this evil stuff and then saying let me give like, offering to these devices that i did evil things with yeah exactly yeah
0: and then after that it, it says like the exact kind of evil that's going on mm-hmm. he's like the people are basically li-
1: some people are living in luxury but everyone else is oppressed mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and he's mercilessly killing nations yep right so the wealthy people mm-hmm. taking advantage of the poor people which is the case over mm-hmm. and
0: over through the minor prophets is some yeah.
1: class becomes
0: like the ruler class and everyone else is oppressed and they can do nothing about it mm-hmm. and everyone's just sinning. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because you don't hear about it a lot. You hear about like oh the wickedness, people aren't obeying the law. Oh, it's just everybody, yeah, and you're like oh like they're. It's not that everyone else is righteous, but it's like mm-hmm. everyone is poor. There's a couple rich people, and everything is terrible basically.
1: Yeah, and what's and what I really like about Habakkuk's ending of that whole thing is he says. Like you talked about, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower, tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And so Habakkuk's like just throwing it all out there, like not holding anything back and is waiting for the Lord to speak. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes when we have complaints towards God and we are angry at God for seas- for things that happen and we don't understand what's happening and-, and we might like pray and be really angry and just give it all to God. I don't know how many times I have sat and waited as long as I should have or how many times maybe people listening have like sat, you know, like mm. after you give your complaint, which is fair, complain to God, but wait for his response. You, you know, you might mm. and he might respond in the same way that he responded to Habakkuk, which is you don't really know what's happening. Yeah, but you, you got to trust me. We'll get there in a second. We're not super good at that. Also, which is
0: say? I said we're not super good at
1: that. Yeah. Also, this is to
0: a nation. And so the movings of a nation take a lot longer than the movings of someone's personal life. Um, but yeah, the I think that's a good, like, spiritual lesson to take from uh, at least this part of the book of, like, waiting. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at any of the minor prophets or, I mean, most of the books of the Bible, it's like God allows a long time for people to repent. And he also takes a long time to bring justice sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? But he's like, it's going to come. But he's always allowing human beings to try to act on their own behalf before he has to intervene. Right. Like, over and over and over.
1: Right. Right. And that's what's really interesting is we don't know how much time is between the waiting. mm mm-hmm. Yep. Which, I mean, that's maybe written that way on purpose. But yeah, it's... Um, yeah, and then Yahweh says, like, write the vision, make it plain. And he mm. reads it. And he says... For the for still the vision awaits its appointed time it hastens to the end it will not lie so basically God's like mm-hmm. hey I'm not gonna abandon you I'm not lying mm-hmm. like take this vision and write it what part are you in right now uh right two? after yeah oh, right and yeah, yeah. and he says if it seems slow wait for it mm-hmm. it will surely come it will not delay so that's to that point you were yep. saying yep. God gives a long time for people to repent we see this again in in the New Testament in I think first or, I think it's first Peter or second Peter um where it says that. Do not consider the the uh, judgment of God slow. Don't you know he's patient longing that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. So people are like, where's God? Where's the evil? And, and Peter's like, hey, God is slow about his promises because he's waiting for people to repent. And so this is what we mm-hmm. see here is he's like, look, if it seems slow, wait for it. So in, in the face of evil, when you're questioning the problem of, problem of evil, when you're asking how is God good in spite of all this stuff that's happening, it, the The answer is to wait, wait for the promise, and the promise mm-hmm. is that, like it, it later, will, I want to get to it later because that's when the book gets to it. But the the basic basically, he's like, "Hey, I'm, God is going to act, but you got to wait for it." You have to have faith, right? So it's waiting, and also yeah. having faith. Yeah. Uh, so like right after the
0: point that you were reading, where he says, "Like it may seem slow, but you have to wait for it." Let me find the exact the exact
1: portion. Um, I can't find it um with the waiting right the vision to make it plain or if it mm-hmm. seems slow yeah yeah it's two, three.
0: Oh, really it's that far back
1: yeah yeah if it seems slow wait for it it will surely come it will not delay mm. oh yeah then he says but the righteous shall live by his faith yeah right? Bef- so behold his soul is puffed up it is not upright within him talking about the evil people mm-hmm. but the righteous shall live by faith mm-hmm. you want you want to get into that No, it's just the point. Like you said, like it's waiting, it's having faith. Like Mm -hmm. everything
0: seems to be crashing. I hear so many times. I mean, we we're in YWAM and so it's always like a, we're waiting to see if like, if the money will come through or if this thing or that thing will happen. Right. And a lot of times it's like down to the day, you know what I mean? And you, you feel like, oh my gosh, like we're leaving tomorrow. Like I don't have the money like this or that thing is happening. Like I actually, this has to happen now. And I'm sure Habakkuk is like, God, like, we've been waiting. This kind of has to happen now. We're going to die. Like, everything, but actually, yeah. everything is bad here, and an even worse nation is coming to take us over. What are you going to mm-hmm. do about it? And God's like, everything seems to be terrible. It may seem slow, but the righteous live by faith, and you can wait.
1: Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And sometimes that's the answer when you're processing the problem of evil, of like, God, why do you allow bad things to happen to good people or good things happen to bad people? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nuance in there in which my own, my personal opinion is that when we look at the problem of evil, it seems like we often try to, we have empathy towards sinners, which is like, you want to be like, have compassion on sinners, but you don't want to side with them. So that's a side point. But you know, oftentimes the answer is, Hey, you don't understand what's happening, but the righteous live by faith. So keep Mm -hmm. trusting in the promises of God. Keep trusting in the character of God. And this is why it's so important to know your Bible and to know the character of God, because when you're going through these times of questioning all this hardship all the stuff that happens maybe you go in a really hard season you have to go back to the character of god because the righteous will live by faith mm. it's a good one mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. consistent theme about the scripture are you trying yeah. to read all the world articles after that or are you gonna skip no those? i wasn't i was gonna skip those it's really unless interesting. you want to it's
0: really interesting if you read them because it does talk about more of the specifics of what's happening within the the nation and the surrounding nations, right? Of, mm-hmm. Like what actual bad things are happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously the war. Articles. Well, this says
1: "woe to the Chaldeans." Yeah, so yeah. it's like,
0: like whoa, like you're doing these things. Watch out because you're doing them. Bad things are going to happen to you. Like judgment's going to come. And so mm-hmm. it names the specific things. Um, I'm not sure if you want to read any of them, but I guess it's not. Um, who gets
1: evil gain for his house? Yep, classic. Um, don't do that one. Who devises <laughs> shame try, I'll for house. Do that house? Yeah. Who builds a tower, a town with blood, basically like that's a crazy one, yeah. Yeah, like getting your wealth or status mm-hmm. through um immoral ways. Mm-hmm. Also, people who actually do sacrifice. Yep. Uh, oh, wo- it's interesting. Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say, woe to him who makes his neighbor drink. Yeah, it's you- funny one. You pour out your wrath and make them drunk in order to gaze on their nakedness. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, coercing the... people. Yeah. Like, it's like date raping them. Literally, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, and it's just a funny way to to word it too. Make your neighbor a strength.
1: And then it says, drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. The cup of the Lord's right hand will come around to you. Yeah. And utter shame will come upon your glory. And so basically, Yahweh's like, look, if you want to, like, the Lord's cup is always like his judgment Mm. being poured out. So he's like, if you're going to take advantage of people and coerce them and manipulate them, he's like, the Lord's wrath is going to come against you. Mm, yeah. This is why we tell people to repent because it doesn't have to come against them.
0: Yep, it lists all these things at the end. It's like, mm-hmm. and won't you who says to a wooden thing, awake, or a silent stone, arise? Can you can this teach? Behold, they're overlaid with gold and silver, but there was no breath in them at
1: all. Dude, bars, I love that part. Yeah, I love it because he's like, he's like, you guys cut down a tree. It's like Isaiah. Isaiah says yeah. this. He's like, you cut down a tree and you worship it and call it God when you cut mm-hmm. it and made it into that image. Right. But following up that part, it says, but the Lord is in his holy temple. Mm-hmm. Let all the earth keep silent before him. So that's a huge part, too. Yep. You know, I think that when you're when you're looking at the problem of evil, it requires a a, a part of humility. Mm.
0: Over and over, this book keeps referencing the awe and the glory of God, just like Job does. Mm-hmm. So that was one portion. And then one part that we didn't read in the first chapter is where it says in a, in 112, um, are you not from eternity Lord my God my holy one you will not die Lord you appointed them to execute judgment my rock um, you destined them to punish us hmm yeah. yeah so it keeps over and over citing different like just randomly kind of different places of like this is who the Lord is
1: yeah and it requires like this is who the Lord is so be humble mm. like yes ask these questions deal with it have the hard thoughts of like okay the problem of, problem of evil how do I deal with this those are real things, but have deep humility in it, because there's so much more going on in the grand scheme of the world and the universe that we don't see. Mm-hmm. You know, to think that—I mean, this—I don't want to belittle people's problems, but like to think that our problems are so bad that the Lord must stop what He's doing in the grand scheme of everything else to kneel to us mm-hmm. and figure it, and and really give us an answer is kind of presumptuous. Although I think the Lord, in His kindness and mercy, will answer us. Yeah, you know, it's like that one song, "Where Were You" by Ghost Ships, and mm-hmm. it's all about the story of Job. And it says at the very end, "My Lord, my my God knelt and answered me. Mm-hmm. Like He didn't have to, but He did, yeah. right? But it's like we have to be humble when we're asking these questions. But it's hard when you're frustrated to to mm-hmm. have that reverence because, like, like it doesn't seem like Habakkuk does in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, He just starts going off.
0: Yeah, and the Lord does answer, right? Like you said, there is something that's coming and I mean the kind of the message of most of the minor prophets is like yeah it's not here yet but wait for it like it's coming like my Mm -hmm. the day of the Lord is the classic one that's used over and over Mm -hmm. the day of the Lord is coming both apocalyptically and like immediately to the Mm -hmm. people and so like you have to wait for it you gotta have faith that it's gonna come and people can apply that to their own lives as well like yeah there are terrible things that are happening there's evil that happens in the world whether it's a human being that's done it against you or someone has gotten cancer there's a distortion just in the natural created order right like these terrible Things are happening, but like, wait, have faith. You may not know why it's happening now, mm-hmm. but look at the character of the Lord. Look that He is great and that He has control over everything, and know that it's in His hands. Mm-hmm. You will know eventually, even though you don't know now. Justice will come eventually, restoration will come eventually, but we don't have it now. Wait and have faith for the Lord.
1: Right, and that's exactly what He's saying. Behold, His soul is puffed up; it is not upright within Him. But yeah. the righteous shall live by faith. So Yahweh's admitting, yeah, it's evil. Mm-hmm. Yes, this thing sucks. This thing is evil. Mm -hmm. still have faith and wait Yep. you know so there's that agreeing like the lord's like yeah i see what you're talking about but the righteous live by faith Mm -hmm. you know and that's and that's really what the lord wants i I, we had chad lewis on a couple months ago and i just saw one of his tiktoks earlier today and he was saying that he's like you know often people ask why god doesn't just reveal himself and make himself most obvious and it's like because and he said because the lord wants us to have a faith relationship with him Mm -hmm. this is The whole thing that all God presented is he wants us to have a journey of trusting him. Yep. You know, and we wouldn't have to have faith if we could just see him. Yeah. Like I see you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And that faith is so important. I know we're not really on this topic very much. Um, We can do a whole episode on it. But if you just think about how like Adam and Eve were in the garden, we talked about this, like they're in the garden, they walk with God, they didn't need faith, really. Mm -hmm. Like They're seeing him, they're walking face to face. And they chose to fall still. Like, and we walk with God, we don't see him. And even Christ says, like, there is like a greater, like, faith that happens when you haven't seen and you have obeyed, right? A greater Mm -hmm. honor. Like there has to be some kind of value to that faith of not seeing God in the relationship that we have with him um, or else God wouldn't have done it
1: that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, again, goes back to like the character of God and knowing God's character to be good and trusting it. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I don't have all the answers, but God, this is your world. You set it up. Mm -hmm. I, I just am lucky enough to be here. You know, that's something that's also I think about, too, is like, this is God's world. Yeah. Like, he owns it. You know, Mm -hmm. we often don't think about like, at least I don't think about like, I know those countries exist, but I'm like, but no one really owns a land. Countries exist. You know, you only own the land, like America only owns America's land because another nation hasn't taken it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, so nothing's permanently anyone's. Yeah. But when you think about it, like the earth is God's. Like the bible says the earth is lord's and all that's in it Mm -hmm. it's like he this is his he owns this this he's gonna do he gets to do what he wants here yeah and we don't get to tell him otherwise we get to enjoy what he's doing um and 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 struggle through what he's doing sometimes like habakkuk is and but and have faith in those times but ultimately the lord is doing things according to his will Mm -hmm. and his will is good Mm -hmm. that's awesome and something that's like really interesting that i think uh i want to look at in chapter three um this is it says a prayer of Habakkuk, um, what part, uh, verse twelve and thirteen. Okay, and so this is him. This is uh, Habakkuk responding to God and praying and talking about how great he is. It says he stood and measured the earth and looked and shook the nations. So he's just talking about how grand God is, right? right? But if you look down at twelve and thirteen. Talking to God, he says, you marched through the earth in fury. You threshed the nations in anger. You went out for the salvation of your people, for the salvation of your anointed. You crushed the head of the house of the wicked, laying him bare from thigh to neck. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this imagery saying God executed justice for his people. Mm-hmm. You know, his people are... He hasn't are, yet,
0: but like that's the character he's going to... Yes, like what he's gonna yeah. Do.
1: Yeah, and so... Habakkuk writes this in my mind is to say like, look, yeah, God does execute justice and he will, he went out for the salvation of your people, Mm -hmm. you know, and looking back through the lens of being in the New Testament now we can say, that we could apply Jesus in this and say that, like, oh, you went out for the salvation of your people. So he went out to the cross, mm-hmm. right? You crushed the head of the house of the wicked. So he, like, mm-hmm. crushed that serpent, just like Genesis says. Right. Genesis says uh, that the serpent will bite his heel, but the heel crushes head. And mm-hmm. that's what Jesus did on the cross, right? And so we could say Jesus is, like, crushing the house of the wicked, laying Satan bare. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what Colossians says. Holy cow, we're just getting all this cross reference, bro. This yeah. is this is I'm gonna have to journal that later. That's sick. <laughs> Anyways, um yeah, in Colossians it says that um that Jesus I think it's Colossians that Jesus made a spectacle of Satan in mm-hmm. in the spiritual sense. You mm-hmm. know, he like embarrassed him with the resurrection. And so we see that, yeah, all this bad stuff happening, but Habakkuk looks to the character of God and says, mm-hmm. You will act on behalf of your people and you will accomplish salvation for your people mm-hmm. and you will defeat the enemies. It's a beautiful contrast because Habakkuk is saying, yeah,
0: like you are a God that does these kind of things. And then later in 17 and 18, which I'll read in a second, he's like, even though they haven't come true yet, I will choose to like, honor you and wait with you. Mm-hmm. And, and so what he says in 17 and 18 of chapter three is, uh, though the fig tree does not bud and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive tree crop fails and the fields <laughs> produce no fruit, food uh though the flock disappear from the pen and there is no herd in the stalls yet i shall celebrate in the lord and i will rejoice in the god of my salvation Mm -hmm. right so he's like this is the character of the lord i don't see it right now i'm gonna rejoice anyway because i know god's character and i know hey i got nothing there's like literally no crop and i have no animals i have no food and there's everything sucks And there's even looming disaster, like a storm coming maybe Mm -hmm. in like in the distance if I was going to extrapolate. But I will even rejoice because I know that the Lord's already won. He's already given me salvation.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's a response that like no one would have. Right. You know what I mean? Like who in the face of evil would be like, oh, but I trust in in the character of the Lord. I'm going to even like, I'm not even just going to accept that and still be solemn, but I'm going to rejoice and like have a party Mm. because of who God is.
1: Right. Right. And it says, God, the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. He makes my feet like the deers, and he makes me tread on high places. And so it's like, yeah, he, he's saying, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to have all this joy, even though I don't see anything happening, because God is my strength. Mm-hmm. And it's that place of being in the presence of God where you have to get that strength. right? Like as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And, that, and it also says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that's a fruit of the Spirit. And it says God is his strength. So if you spend time in prayer and seeking the Lord, renewing your your joy in the Lord, that is what's going to help you through the questioning of everything bad seems to happen. I don't understand mm-hmm. why. God, I don't, I don't know how to trust your character, but I'm going to try. I don't understand how to make sense of this hard situation, but I'm going to rejoice. It's mm-hmm. because the Lord is your strength. It's not the, the, the circumstances, the strength. It's mm-hmm. not your wealth that's the strength. It's actually wealth that is being called out here as a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. the people who lived in luxury, the people, what that the, what they did with the wealth. But it's like your situation is not what's your strength. It's the Lord is your strength. And that's why even though you don't see the fig tree blossoming or the fruit on the vine, as he says, that, it's like, yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm still going to have joy. Mm-hmm. I think
0: there's two things to be gained from why god doesn't reveal to us why evil happens right because that's mm. kind of what habakkuk is like why are you not acting mm-hmm. right like don't you see how evil this is why you're not doing anything mm-hmm. and i think that there's or at least two things that were just in my mind that i'm gonna try to recover right now uh about why god allows these kind of things to happen one we already talked about to build faith which i think is probably the most valuable thing that you could really build right? Like it's the point of most of scripture is to have faith in the Lord, to build it everywhere that we can. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, it, it could be that maybe we wouldn't be satisfied even if we had the answer. Wow. Right. Like yeah. maybe we're still not going to like God, God's plans. And so without the answer, it builds faith. If we had the answer, we don't need faith. We're just going to be like, okay, what God's going to do. I just still don't like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause you want something to happen emotionally, but mm-hmm. God's like, I've got a greater plan and a greater reason. Like, have faith and trust in me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it could be that the the answer that we want or that Habakkuk wants like isn't satisfactory and he would do it a different way still. But God's got a a greater plan to like bring him glory. And I mean, we can, we do this all the time. And if you look at like uh, John 9 with uh, the guy who is blind and the disciples are like, who sinned? Like him or his parents? Mm -hmm. He's like, neither sinned. This happened so that uh, glory can be brought to God, right? Right. Like, wow, like I wouldn't have probably let someone be blind their whole life so that I could have gotten glory. That seems a little weird, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like we our ways aren't God's ways. Like if that is the way to bring God the most glory in this world, then it's a good thing still.
1: Yeah. And what happens is when we get frustrated with that, we're like, God, how could you? Mm. It reveals that our hearts still need sanctifying because our value system is not correct. Mm-hmm. We are putting more value on that man having what we think is a better life right. than God's plan. And that mm-hmm. that's saying that our ways are better than God's ways. Oh God, I would have done it better. Right. Right. And it's like it's not it's not obvious that mm. it had that man been able to see that he would be a better person or right. bring glory to God or in more of a way. Or yeah, like yeah. what would where would his need for feeling dependent on God be? Mm. In a sense, you know, and no, he could have been a good God honoring Jew, Mm -hmm. but it's not that like, it's not guaranteed that just because he could see that that means that God that like he would definitely live a better life. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: No matter what, like, to be fair, these people are just using the rationale, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you're saying like, yeah, like it seems morally superior to have your sight going through life than not having your sight. Like. That seems like a pretty basic principle of humanity that having vision is better than not. And so you're sounding ableist, dude. Yeah. And so not having vision, it's like seems to be worse. So why would God allow that to be worse? But yeah, like you said, we don't know the glory that would be brought about by both situations. And so to just make a judgment of like God is evil for this because uh, he let him live this way his whole life. I think is a little ridiculous because you're claiming to know uh, to have all knowledge be like i know that god got less glory by this thing happening right 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 yeah we're like god's the one who knows that and he's the one who chose to let it happen
1: yeah and i know this is a harsh reality to try to face but god owns that man so mm-hmm. he can do what he wants yep that's like what i come back to and i'm like that I understand that that sounds super uncomfortable because But it shouldn't be uncomfortable though. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it is because people have genuine things where they're like, well, if I'm God's, if God owns me and I'm God's and he loves me, why would he allow this thing to happen? Mm -hmm. Why would he make me a paraplegic if he loves me? But if you think, the reason
0: I think that it shouldn't because you have two options, right? You have to be a creation of a loving God who only wants the best for you, knows how to give you good gifts, and like knows how to bring your best life and his like glory the most like mm-hmm. he's gonna choose that road right and on the other hand is you just gonna make all your own decisions and everything that is chaos just happens to you for no reason right right so it's right. like i would rather be in the hand of like this powerful god where he allows bad things to happen to me sometimes for his glory than just say well it's all just arbitrary and this bad thing happened to me for no reason
1: right right that's true yeah, because if, that, if there's a paraplegic who's like, God, if you love me, why wouldn't you let me walk? I could do so much more. I could go be a missionary. I could mm-hmm. go do this. It's like, well, it's what if he did and you didn't do that? You mm-hmm. know, like God healed how many lepers and only one came back? Yeah, you don't know. You know, so like God, it's like that people could say, God, Jesus healed this leper and, and he'd give you more glory. And it's like, okay, Jesus heals 10 of them or nine of them and one comes back. Mm-hmm. So statistically, most people are not going to come back and give glory to Jesus for the mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to just use an example, you know, that's not right. it's not an equal thing, but it's like. But still, yeah, it's, it's a good a, point. It's a, Yeah, it's like, well, this guy got healed and didn't give glory to God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and how much better is it to go through life a paraplegic and enter heaven? Like mm-hmm. Jesus said the same thing. How bad be- it's better to go to heaven blind than go to hell seeing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. and then you'll be restored in heaven. Will you live for eternity? Mm-hmm. And and Paul says that these present, per, um, these present persecutions he says, or present hardships, are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed in Christ. Yep. Like you think about how bad your situation is, because clearly, at least one of you listening has a worse situation than me and Derry mm-hmm. at the moment. Yep. Currently, you know, life could change. Yeah. And with that being said. Think about how bad your situation is, but Paul says it's not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in Christ. And so it's like all the hardship you're going through. can when you're in heaven, you're going to be like, I can't even remember it. I don't even think about how bad it was. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jesus says, it's like um, the kingdom of God's like a woman giving birth. She's in a bunch of pain, gives birth to the baby, and forgets her pain. Mm-hmm. And so when you inherit king, the kingdom of God, you're going to forget your pain. And so that's, that's yeah. another thing in like handling the problem of evil is like you, that's why you got to have your hope on Jesus because that's the only way you're going to make it through. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. pretty good.
0: That's yeah. pretty good.
1: Anything else you want to say?
0: Um, I know that this is not an exhaustive like answer to the problem of evil, but I think it's the most important one given by scripture. Uh, you can look at a lot of different places in the Bible where they give different answers, whether it's uh, just the judgment of people's actions, judgment for being wicked. There's some kind of apocalyptic answer. Like you just said, like this, current suffering is not worth the glory
1: that's to come and like a full life suffering that's the word not persecution
0: yeah yeah, yeah. like there's there's a lot of different answers but i think ultimately it comes down to are you going to choose to have faith and trust in the character of god in the face of not knowing why evil things are happening
1: yeah and we could do so many we could do hours on the problem of evil because there's also the reality that you might have an open door to witchcraft and demons could be oppressing you you know, who, like that's a totally viable option as to why bad things are happening to you. Yeah. Is you got demons that are, are, have a right to your life. It's And if you're a Christian and you're living in sin, that's a reason that bad things would happen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're sleeping with your girlfriend and you're wondering why you're having all being tormented and all this stuff's happening, it's probably because you stepped out of the umbrella of Jesus's protection into the acid rain from Gears of War. Ooh. Did you ever watch or play Gears of War?
0: I watched a friend play it.
1: Such a good game, dude. Yeah. First game I think I played all the way through. Hmm. Me and my brother took a whole summer and just gamed. Nice. It's pretty fun. It's so fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, you reap the consequences of your actions, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if you're under the protection of God, like you still, like if you murder someone, you still got to go to jail. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You still be a Christian. You'll be forgiven. You can repent, but like there's consequences still.
1: You'll be forgiven, but yeah you're gonna oh there, there's problems oh yep nice all right well I guys think we have been... so
0: many good episodes coming up for you i'm so excited we have five planned i almost don't up. want to tell them because I'm every gonna, time I'm we gonna talk say.
1: about how good of episodes we have people cancel
0: yeah i'm not gonna i'm <laughs> not gonna say we have five guests lined up for the next five weeks and honestly by the end of those five weeks we'll probably have a lot more coming on um yeah just it's gonna be fun i'm yeah. excited for the the quality of the people coming on soon yeah
1: very scholars if you are into scholarship, if you're into hell, if you're into Lord of the Rings and The Office, if you're into... Deliverance. Deliverance and the spiritual world. Oh, yeah. And if you're into... We haven't reached out to him, but he said he'd come on before... Uh, at the first time we had him on. Mm. If you're into penal substitutionary atonement. Oh, yep. Yep. Then Christian it, science. Hopefully we'll have him by then. That'd be, some Jehovah's yeah, Witness and yeah. some uh, Mormons. By if by you're then, into... That. um. Seventh day Adventism. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a review on that pretty soon with if, a pastor. Yeah. That'd be fun. I don't know anything about him, so I'm excited to learn. I do. I just, like, are I know, they a cult? Who knows? I don't know. People say that, but I can't. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know what's culty, but they just celebrate on Sunday. We're going to find Saturdays. out. Saturdays. We're going to ask point blank, are you a cult?
0: Yeah. And then the episode's over. Whatever <laughs> he says, is,
1: that's the end. No. All right. Thanks for coming on, anything guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> well, she said yes, so it was a longer episode, but yeah. Wish it would have been honest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Thanks for listening. Yes. Have a good week. Shoots.